Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Once again, Father, we honor you this morning. We approach your throne before the nations and we proclaim your goodness and grace over our lives, over our space. We come before you this morning with a heart that is open to hear, to receive, to walk with you, to understand your prophetic counsel for our day and of course to respond in accordance. Honor and praise be unto you this morning. We thank you for the things that you are going to once again build within our spirit, new layers that you're going to, yes, emphasize, a new sense of understanding and clarity, a new sense of grace. Thank you for wisdom once again that will build us, that will empower us, knowledge will become enhanced in our life. We bless you tonight, this morning. We ask you, Spirit of God, once again to take us deeper, help us to hear, help us to see Holy Spirit. Touch our minds, touch our thoughts, even as we bind every part of our being unto Christ Jesus this morning. We declare that it's not of us, but it's of Christ. We receive the mind of Christ this morning. We receive, oh God, the ability to comprehend in the name of Jesus. In accordance to your will, we declare, may your kingdom come into our lives, into our means, into our space. As it is done in heaven, let it be done within our lives this morning. Thank you, Lord, that as you begin to speak to us about the issues of our life as it relates to your coming kingdom, the manifestations of your intentions in the earth. Father, may we see this as priority and may we align ourselves. May we respond in accordance to your will. Once again, we declare that we do not conform to the ways or patterns of this world, but rather we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Yes, we present our minds to you this morning. We present our being. We present our faculty. Every aspect of our life, we proclaim that we are anxious for nothing. Lord, we surrender to your bidding this morning. We surrender to your leadership. Help us to rediscover who we are in you. Help us to align to your prophetic program and intentions for our life. Help us to find joy, rest, and peace in you. Nothing, enough, not, in, in, in nothing may we not be moved, may we not be shaken, but rather may we be established. May we be firm, oh God. May we be, yes, uh, uh, established, oh God, in the authority of your name, in the authority of the scriptures. May we know who you are and what you are to us and what you are saying in this season. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Friends, welcome. It's Sunday morning. Uh, many people today, of course, are in their various uh, 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 place of fellowship and, and uh, ministry. We want to thank God for what the Spirit of God, amen, is doing in our own space and in our, our own lives, amen. The Lord has been coming to us in various uh, um, ways and emphasis. The Spirit of God has been leading us. The Lord has been emphasizing all kinds of expressions and dimensions that will help us to grow and come into the full reality 
of Christ's purpose for our day. And we want to thank God for the way, amen, the Spirit of God has been speaking to us. Once again, I want to welcome you, uh, my dear sister, Sister Priscilla. Thank you. A very good morning to you. And any other person out there watching us, all right, and uh, those that will be connecting with us and will be listening to this podcast, podcast later. We want to appreciate God's counsel for your life. We want to believe the Lord that he will continue to, yes, give us direction and we will continue to yield because that's what we want to do. Amen. Like we say, God comes to us in seasons and in every season. Amen. There are emphases. Thank you, Sister Tina, also for joining this morning. There are emphases, amen, that the Lord will have us know. Right. I remember yesterday, I, you know, I, I made a statement, just, you know, a, a word in passing, but it, it's such a profound word. I said, in every season, there are things God wants us to know. There are things the Father wants us to, to, to understand in order for us to move on with Him, in order for us to move, no matter how we, we are excited and how hurry we are. Amen. We can't hurry the things of God. We, we can't we can we can use strength and power and religious you know uh, 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 ideas and humanistic beliefs amen to try to fast track the things of God it's not going to work men, men have tried to do that in the past religion have done that society have tried to fast track all kinds of things it's like trying to build a house all right and you are not allowing amen time to take his his, his his rightful place amen in the process of the mixing in the in the process of building the process of construction uh, uh, you're, you're gonna have amen you know a, a weak house at the end of the day and things are gonna collapse and this is what we have seen in the church because we have not taken time amen to allow certain truth to sit down to set within our spirit man all right we want to run we want to you know move we want to jump we find ourselves amen yes making all kinds of mistakes and things are just collapsing and this is why we are where we are today and this is one of the reasons why god raised somebody like me why god has given me this kind of a ministry this kind of a prophetic voice to go back to the church amen to sound the alarm amen to to warn the church to bring the church back to amen that point and place where we can do things in accordance to values and standard amen there are standards and yastic there are measure that heaven amen has designed and ordained for us going back to what i was saying earlier yesterday i i used you know the the the, the image the picture of my son all right that you know where he is right now is is, is at the point of discovering things and sometimes things can be very messy he understand he's discovering things he's discovering so many things are coming up in his in his brain he's realizing he can do certain things then he just shakes his head or he he made certain you know uh, 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 expressions you know he's discovering things in that discovering amen he's he's growing and I use this as an example that that is the same way, amen, that we get to discover things in the kingdom, in the things of the spirit. When I try to block him or stop him or hinder him, all right, from discovering the things he needs to discover because he's discovering who he is, he's discovering his person, he's discovering his identity, he's discovering that, wait a minute, I'm a human being. I can actually resist. I can say no. I can I can fight. I can I can accept. Uh, he's discovering how to taste and how to chew things. All kinds of things are happening. And I'm watching, I'm learning, I'm looking at this boy and I'm saying, wow, this is very powerful, all right? And if we don't understand what is going on, in his mind and we try to cage him by blocking him by preventing him by stopping him you know he would not grow he would not develop and then when the day comes for him all right to go out there and express himself and take nations and express the kingdom of god he can't do it because you have indirectly built limitation within his mind 
You've built limitation within the subconscious. And that's what we do as parents because we don't know, amen, how to raise children. We don't know what to do. Hallelujah. That's, that's the reality. As it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit realm. There are things right now that we, we, we ought to have known, that we ought to have built up, that we ought to have empowered ourselves in, that we're struggling with. All right, that's why we take three steps forward, then you discover that we are, you know, two steps backwards, and then we move forward, and then we are backwards. It's like the issue of identity and our insecurity is forever creeping and stopping us, amen, from, from exploring all the heaven has ordained for us. And we cannot explore because, amen, foundations that ought to have built and, you know, lay for us, lay for us, amen, a solidity within the revelation of Christ, within the intentions of Christ, amen, it's not there. And that's why a lot of people are feeling guilty. They are, you know, anxious, amen. They are in doubt. If somebody does not say something, they, they are not confident, amen, to say what they need to say. If somebody does not say, come, let's go, like I was sharing about Peter yesterday. Peter said, I go fishing after the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of the Lord has already, God's word has gone forth that after three days, I will rise again. Amen. Tarry, wait. No. Peter said, I go fishing because he couldn't comprehend that this thing is going to come to, come to pass. He left. And guess what? He influenced others to follow him. Others say, I go with you too. And that's the point that I'm making. We have to get to the point in our walk with God where certain truths are well established. Not because your friend says so. You are not joining the broadcast because somebody else is joining. All right. You are not following because somebody else all right, is following. You, you, you have come to a point, amen, that you know, that you understand, amen, certain power, certain principles within the word of God. You have to come to the point where, you know, Paul, Paul came to in Romans 8. We are persuaded. I am persuaded. And I remember before we closed yesterday, I read that scripture in Romans. He said, what is it that will separate us from the love of God? That's a revelation. That is not some feeling. That's not some idea. You know, that's not some psychology of, you know, philosophy. No, that is something you have to know within the core structures of your being. And I'm saying that will only happen, amen, when we have the right spiritual footing, when we have the right spiritual understanding, when we have the right spiritual amen value system there are things that i know that nobody can take from me there are just dimensions that i've come into amen that uh, i can't be persuaded out of it i can't be talked out of it they have become part and parcel of my existence and this, these are things that has to be built within us. So when we talk about a changing priesthood, we're talking about coming back to the point and the place where we know, amen, yes, what the Father has ordained and designed us for, one. Secondly, how he has designed his church, his ecclesia to function within the earth, amen. And when I talk about within the earth, I'm talking about within the context, amen, of the environment that he has given unto us. Because the reality, the reality is, amen, the ecclesia, amen, in Zimbabwe may be different from the ecclesia in South Africa, amen. Based on the environment, we have to understand who we are, what the Spirit of God, amen, is saying to us, and how we can interact, amen. And when we come together, amen, there is an understanding, you know, if you will, a confluence of life whereby we're able to express the shared life of, of Christ and his kingdom. 
we, we, we cannot afford amen in this season to still be you know flip-flopping not understanding not 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 sure of who we are and what the lord amen is demanding of us we have to come to the point and place of persuasion we have to come to the point where we have a, a sense of the authority of the scriptures this morning i woke up and the lord spoke to me there's something known as the authority of the scriptures and of course it's that authority amen that we build our life upon if we're not sure we're not certain about what god has said in his word what the word of god is and means regarding you know the various areas of life then we're basically building on a sinking sand amen we're build, building on a weak foundation so some of the things that i'm talking about and i'm leading us back to is to help us to come to the point and a place where amen we are we are completely if you will integrated to the intentions of god to the revelation of christ to the will of god amen to the desires of god we have to know certain things now because that that knowledge would then lay for us a solidity of foundation that we can go on with god to the next level amen yes if that foundation is not there listen to this fundamental truths are not just you know primary truth fundamental truth are what holds they are they are the, they are the if you will they are the they are the pillar amen and the foundation that holds the structure of the house and what i'm what i'm hearing what i'm seeing is that many of us our our foundation you know is still very very weak we still have a weak foundation god cannot build some things in us there are things we want to see built there are things we desire amen but hey, god says i can build this thing upon your life if i build them they will collapse you you will collapse this thing will collapse on you like we're seeing people that build powerful things and those things now are collapsing on them because they do not have the right quality foundation the material to which they are built amen is weak the bible says amen yes every house is built by a man but god is god is the builder of all things the material to which we build will be tested will be tested by fire all right god is testing us god is testing the quality god is testing amen the value the integrity of our life is looking into so many dimensions and is seeing if indeed we are ready to move on because moving on like i said yesterday amen is a different level is a different plane is a different atmosphere is a different order of life hallelujah if you ever think amen that the devil you're dealing with here yeah, amen yes uh, uh, is the ultimate wait until you you move to the next level then you realize amen with greater revelation with greater breakthrough with greater success amen come greater amen powers and principalities but what you know what you understand what amen you have come to amen realize in in the in the in the core foundations of truth that your life is built on is what will continue to push you further hallelujah and I hope this morning that I'm making sense because if we don't understand that the priesthood have changed and you, you still want to run with the Lord, you want to journey with God, but you, you're still looking back to the old priesthood. You're still looking back to the to the mosaic ironic priesthood that, uh, that the Bible says has become weak. 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 That's what the Bible says. That thing has become weak. It has no capacity. It has no power. Amen. It does not have the kingship and the prophetic capacity, amen, to trust you into destiny. All it has, amen, is ceremony. 
And why am I emphasizing this? Because the days that we're living, amen, the days that heaven are, are bringing us into are days of the battles of kingdoms. Churchialism is not going to do. Idea of, well, I'm a nice Christian. I'm just an, a wonderful sister in the Lord. It, it's not going to do. You have to have, amen, a, a, a sense of readiness, a sense of understanding. You have to be prepared. Knowledge has to be well seated in you. The knowledge of the Holy One, amen. Yes, when, when, when you are brought to the point and the place where you are asked to, to renounce and, and, and to, 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 to reject what you believe, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? When you are asked to make certain choices, amen, that does not suit you, amen, that your body doesn't feel like, hallelujah, accepting, what are you going to do in that situation, in that condition? Only what you know and what you have been persuaded of. They say we were with him on the mountain. These things that we are speaking about are not fables. They are not stories. They are not tales. We were with him. We had an encounter. This encounter, amen, is built on a progressive revelation of who he is. We, had, we have journeyed with him. That's why Peter said we were with him because Peter, amen, was the one who said I go fishing. Who went, amen, for an alternative. That's why I said yesterday when Jesus, hallelujah, finally caught the fish and was waiting for them. He, he, and they finished finish eating because this is not just about survival. It's not just about food. Amen. In this season we live in. Listen to me friends. Our belly cannot afford to be our God. If your belly is still your God, you cannot you cannot handle the things of, of the kingdom. You will go to heaven if you die. Yes. Because you're, 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 you're born again. <laughs> But as long as you are living in your salvation and you are not equipped, amen, to know how to live a life, to know how to break through, to know how to advance, amen. Listen to this, you're just going to down go to heaven. But that's not God's intention for us. Amen. Going to heaven is not the ultimate. Coming into the kingdom and reigning with Christ is the ultimate. Our idea of heaven, amen, has to be upgraded. Heaven is the place where we go to rest when we have overcome. Hallelujah. And that's why the concept, the idea of a changing priesthood must continue to speak to us. What do we mean by a changing priesthood? It means the modus operandi, the value system, the, the, the philosophy and the culture to which we engage the things of God. Amen. Has to be defined Based on the lifestyle, amen, the pattern, the, 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 mod, the, the model that Christ himself came to show us. And the scripture told us, amen, that, that that lifestyle, that order of engaging, amen, the things of God is done after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek is not an Old Testament, amen, a priesthood. It's not an Old Testament thing, amen. Melchizedek was found, amen, in time, in season where the revelation, the progressive revelation of, of God, amen, for creation is unfolding. Alright, and that to me, that is what I believe the, 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 the concept of the scripture is all about. Amen. What we define as Old Testament, I don't see as Old Testament. The only difference, amen, in the scripture is that there are two, there are two testaments, amen. And that testament is defined on how God related to a people in time. 
Like I was explaining yesterday, time is important to eternity. If we don't understand the principles of time, how God relates to people in time, time is the order to which God dispenses himself. Oh, hallelujah. Time is the order to which God reveals himself. Amen. Time is the order to which, amen, our men are able to understand or comprehend certain things. Listen to this. Under the Old Testament, let me ask you this question. Under the Old Testament, is there something as electricity? Is there something as, you know, a, you know, a, 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 a wireless communication? No, but the technology was there. If people, amen, are able to tap into that knowledge that is there, amen, they will operate, they will use electricity. They won't be using lamps, they won't be using oil. But back in the day, they were using oil. But that doesn't mean that the technology of electricity is not there. That doesn't mean, amen, that the technology, amen, of, of communicating wirelessly, amen, is not there. But people still communicated, hallelujah. In the days, amen, of the Old Testament, meaning in the, you know, uh, uh, in, under the old order, if you will. Amen. People were still able to look at stars. And read amen, meanings and, and, and give you know omens and do all kinds of things amen, based on their own level of understanding and awakening, if you will. All right, but today there are still technology, amen, that can do the same. People can look even far beyond amen, how people used to understand stars. People can look at stars and say, This is what it means. I mean, people can read time under the Old Testament. They can read time. There's a way to which they measure time. It's different from the way we measure time today, but still they were able to measure time. But what I'm saying is, if they if they are awakened to the technology that we have today, they will use it. The technology that we have today, or basically, amen, it enhances. It it, 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 it it graces us, if you will, amen. Yes, to do better. But the technology basically is almost the same. What's my point? My point is knowledge, amen, is there. Truth is there. We just need, amen, to, to, to develop. And if we're not developing to tap into what the Spirit of God is saying, God will relate to us based on the seasons, amen, that. Uh, we, we have been exposed to based on the environment God will use the environment amen yes to communicate with you he will use what you can relate to I could remember listening to a documentary you know how you know a, 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 a painted you know a, um, windows you know came, came to be in churches that they use this image to actually communicate to tell people you know how God you know relates with you know, with a people I'm, I'm like is that is, can that be true you know, when you go to churches and you see all the paintings of uh, uh, angels and flowers and all of those things. So, of course, we saw some of those things, amen, in, 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 the, in the tabernacle of, of Solomon. The Bible talks about how Solomon, you know, you know, adore, amen, the, 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 you know, the temple, the kind of things that he, he did, you know, the sculptures and all of that, angels, you know, being carved out on the door. All of those things are expression of, amen, you know, a way that he was able to capture the things of God and relate with the things of God and so people still continue to do that but guess what God 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 no longer lives in that in that building amen the kingdom is within us but the reality of that kingdom many of us have not been awakened to it you know it's like if we can't touch it if we can't see it if we can't feel it amen if we can't taste it if we can't smell it we don't believe that is real 
And that's what the scripture is saying, amen, in accordance to Hebrews, amen, say, for we have not come to a mountain. Let me read that scripture again. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let's let's look look at Hebrews chapter chapter 12. Verse 22 says, But you have not come to but he said, But you have come to Mount Zam. Okay, let, let me take it from verse uh, um let's take it from verse verse 18. He said, For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched, and that is burning with fire, and to blackness, and to darkness, and to tempest. Look at that description. We want to track something here. I'm, I'm trying to help us to basically understand the, 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 the way the Spirit of God is relating to the church today because indeed the priesthood has changed and we have to understand the context of that change. That change, amen, is something that is taking place within us and the reality of that which has translated to life within us, amen, will translate to light outside of us, amen, yes. It's from this point that we that we can say that we are persuaded. But before I go further, let me read. He said, "But for, he said, for you have not come to a mountain." Remember, yesterday we also talked about Amen. We are coming to a mountain. The people are coming to this mountain. May we not think that this mountain is some physical, you know, you know, uh, place that we're coming to. No, this is a height of spiritual authority. This is a height, amen, of spiritual governmental power. But beyond that, this is also, amen, a place where we come to worship. Upon this mountain, they will worship, amen. He said, bring them out of Egypt and bring them to this mountain that they may worship me. Amen. Mountain is a place where we worship, where we express devotion. Amen. To the one we love, to the one we serve. But it's also the place, of course, when we worship God. Amen. We are then sent for, we are then given authority, we are then given power to go out and represent him. Amen. To the degree we worship and we know and we understand, amen, who Christ is, is to the degree we are able to exercise authority in the earth. I want I just need to make that clear amen that we understand what mountain is mountain is coming amen mountain is the dimension that we come into amen in the things of the spirit he said for you have not come to a mountain amen that is what that is burning with fire in other words God is not seeking to scare us it, 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 the, the, the relationship upon this dimension of, of worship, amen, is not one of dread and, and fear and gloomy, amen, and, and thunder and, and lightning and all of this, you know, idea that was painted into the minds of the people, amen, and therefore they say we cannot come. Moses, we can't come to this God. Amen. This thing that we're seeing here. No, we don't. Now, why did they say that? Because of how they have been, amen. How they have been beaten. How they have been conquered by Egypt. You see, when Egypt conquers you. When Egypt defeats you. When religious system, amen, is allowed to control your life. The, your image of God, hallelujah, is perverted. Is corrupt, amen. Your idea about the things of the spirit, amen, gets beaten down. To the point that you don't want to relate with God 
and what that translates to is you are not able to then move into amen god's plan god's intention god's counsel god's provision for your life you are not able hallelujah to take the mountain they say we are not able even after they've been brought out, amen, of Egypt, amen, they, and they're given now the authority, they're given the power, they're given the, the grace, the resource, they say, go take the mountain. In fact, they say, first of all, go spy the land and come, and then take the, take, you know, take the land of Canaan. They came back, Bible said, with an evil report. They said, we're not able. Why? Why? Why did they say they're not able? Because they measure, hallelujah, yes, what they saw in the land, amen, with their own condition of life, with their own ability, with how, amen, Egypt has defined them, hallelujah. And that's why we cannot place a limit on ourselves. They say, we can't come. Listen. You have not come to a mountain. I don't want you to lose, amen, the context to which we are, we are, we are, we are interacting this morning, amen. We're talking about the changing priesthood, all right, because our, our understanding of the priesthood, amen, yes, will impact every area of our life in terms of productivity, in terms of relationship, amen. It will impact every concept of even how you understand God. Many people today, when they, when they talk about dealing with God, amen, they are scared. This God that wants to destroy them. Yes, God, amen, is a consuming fire. Yes, but if you live in, in truth and you walk in obedience according to the word of God, the Bible says you need not to be afraid. He is your father. He is my father. Listen, like I, I was sharing about my son. He's all over the place doing his own thing. I'm watching him. I'm, 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 I'm watching, amen, those areas that can be hazardous to him, that can, you know, bring harm to him but i am allowing him to discover things i'm allowing him yet to climb you must see my son he's not two years yet he's not two yet he's he's climbing staircase he's learning to i mean the first time i saw this i was scared and it's like the lord said why are you scared you see that's you there why are you scared why are you scared why are you scared He's discovering things. Listen to this. The same son of mine, when the mom traveled for two days, he could not sleep for two days. He could not sleep. I mean, he was waking up every one hour and he was weeping and crying to the point I was, I was, I was here. I was tired because I couldn't sleep. I couldn't understand why Zadok is not going to sleep. But guess what? He needed that Care, that maternal care he needed that touch he needed amen yes to he needed that milk that he gets before he sleep i can't give to him i said friends we are all damaged then i understood something about my life i understood how i was damaged because i couldn't remember all of those me going through all of those things and that impends how you succeed in the life in life and god said i'm teaching you something because at some point I was almost weeping and crying and said, God, I don't know what to do again. <laughs> I've prayed all the prayer I can pray. I've done everything I can do. But this, this boy is not just going to sleep because that is the stage, amen, of his formation, amen. That is the stage, amen, that he needs his mother. You, anything you give to him at that period in time, he's not going to do. To me, those two days were, were like living in hell. It's like living in hell. Then I begin to understand and appreciate so many things. 
then suddenly it dawned on me. Yet we have people today who wants to take the position of a mother. Men who want to take the position of a mother. How do you? How are you going to do it? You want to destroy lives. Because there is something that God has designed in that period, in that season, in time. Amen. A time is going to come. Guess what? He's out of it. If you if you say here, here, here's the milk. Here's your mother's breast. He doesn't want it again. Because he had outgrown it. But when he has not outgrown that thing, you don't want to take him. You don't want to yank that thing from him. You don't want to take that presence from him because you're going to destroy him. Something on the inside of him will be shut down. And I look at my son. I, I see this boy is not happy. You could see he's, this boy is not happy. Why? Because the mother was not there for two days. It's the same boy. Amen. That amen, Because the mother is around. He's able to express himself. He's able to you know, do things. You might just this boy is full of life. And I'm saying, God, this is a school for me to learn. And I'm, I'm watching this boy and I'm learning priesthood. Because it's in priesthood that you get to understand your own identity. If you're raised by the wrong priesthood, your ability to express, amen, the kingdom of God, your ability to express, amen, the authority, the ability to represent the fatherhood of God, amen, will be hindered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, sir. A very good morning, uh, uh, Bishop Bishop uh, uh, Wells Abraham. Uh, we greet we greet every all of our brethren, Amen, in Bot in Botswana. Oh, you're in Botswana, okay? Not from not from Namibia, alright. I thought you're in Namibia, alright. That's good. Please send my love to the brethren in in Botswana. Nice to hear from you, sir. Just love your spirit. Thank you. Are you getting this, friends? May the Lord grant you grace and capacity to express his kingdom in Botswana. Yeah. Are you getting what we're talking about? Something on the inside of us must be healed, must be restored. You know, many of us discover religion. We are here to discover Christ. And that's why it's important, amen, that we talk about the things that we talk about so that we can function within the order of life, within the concept of priesthood, that we are not, we're not limited, we are not bound. I mean, look at Moses. The Bible says when, 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 the, when the glory amen, of the Lord amen, had departed, he still covered his face, amen, yes, with the veil. Why? Because he thought that if the people knew that the veil, amen, the glory is no longer there, they will no longer honor him. They will no longer appreciate him. They will no longer, you know, you know, you know seek his leadership. And that's true with many people. So we do all kinds of things, amen, to continue to maintain the status quo. Even when, hallelujah, we are demanded to move to another level. Even when we are demanded to live where we are, hallelujah, and enter into another sphere. But we are afraid because, all right, people are not going to relate with me again. People are not going to, they will think, no, you've got to understand that when God comes to us in a season, hallelujah, hallelujah he speaks to us he impacts our life he graces us based on that season and when that season elapses you may find yourself in a vulnerable place but that does not mean hallelujah that you've lost your edge you've lost your position you've lost your authority amen you've got to journey further you've got to leave that which heaven has left when the cloud hallelujah lifts up when amen the cloud moves when the pillar moves you've got to move in your movement it will seem as if you are weak you are amen you are you are you are, you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you don't have what it takes but guess what it's part of the process of development 
Hallelujah. The moment you leave where you are to the next point, amen, between where you left to the next point that God, amen, is bringing you into, that season, amen, is a season basically where your humanity is revealed. Because you no longer have all the regalia. You no longer have all the crowd. You no longer have whatever, you know, you used to have back in the day where you feel secure. Now you're on a transition, but your transition is taking you to a higher ground. It's taking you to a higher realm. And those who are wise, those who have understanding of the things of the spirit, amen, will be tracking you. They won't see weakness. They won't see vulnerability. They will see a man or woman, hallelujah, on a journey to the next level of the heel of the Lord, of the mountain of God. They will see somebody with power. That's why you see Jesus in his journey to the cross. That was the most vulnerable you know, period of his life. In fact, he said this is the hour of darkness. It seemed darkness is in control. It seemed the enemy was in charge. He was under, amen, under the influence and the authority of, of, of human government, amen. Yes, the, the, the Pharisee took him. They, they imprisoned him. They, they, they led him to the, you know, to, you know, to, 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 you know, to, 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 to Pilate's, you know, you know, temple. Yeah, excuse me, uh, you know, palace. And all kinds of things were being done to him. They spat on him, you know, they beat him. But that was to lead him to a a height in the spirit you have not come you have to come to the mountain you have not come to the mountain back in the day they came to the mountain that was burning with fire with darkness with blackness with clouds and the people responded with what with fear because you know fear rejection is on the inside of them you see, we will do church till we grow blue in the face. Nothing is going to happen because we have not come to align with what the Lord, amen, is dealing with in our lives. We will do church. We will continue for the next hundred years doing church and not becoming the church, not becoming the ecclesia. We will continue to argue back and front about so many things while the reality and the revelation and the authority that God wants us to express, amen, we're not touching it. Because we are afraid to come to that order, amen, of this priesthood. <laughs> this priesthood that seems not to have a physical altar. In fact, this priesthood, amen, that when you come to the order of this priesthood, you'll be looking for things you can touch, things you can feel. Things you, you can't find anything because the life is within, the kingdom is within. The reality of this kingdom, amen, is within your life. Let's go on. Verse 19 of Hebrews chapter chapter 12 verse 19 all right and to sound of trumpets and to sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard so that those who heard it beg that the word should no longer be spoken anymore to them can you see something on the inside of them could not relate with this order in which god was communicating they could not just you know, no, no, we, no, no. Their, their understanding about God, amen, and the things of God had been beaten down, destroyed by, by, by Pharaoh, by Egypt. So they could not enter. They could not enter. But verse 12, verse 20 says, for, the, for, for they could not endure what was commanded they couldn't endure it why would they endure it because they've not been taught they've not been trained they've not been equipped that's the that's that's why we say when you are brought out of egypt 
the day you give your life to Jesus, the first thing that needs to happen, amen, is for you to be, you know, adequately discipled about the revelation about this new life you have in Christ, about the kingdom of God. Amen. You are not safe to be part of a church. You are safe to be part of Christ and you are safe to be part, amen, of the kingdom of God. In there, hallelujah, you find a community, amen, that can build the values of Christ in you. Amen. And through that, you begin to serve the community of God and the people of God. But the moment people give their life to Jesus, we bring them into a church and we lock them within the four walls of the denomination and we continue to divide and rule them. And this is why people today are not coming to maturity. This is why people today, you know, 25 years haven't given their life to Jesus. Some 20 years, some 30 years, amen. We are still struggling with the elementary things of the kingdom. We are still struggling with, amen, things that ought to have given us, amen, yes, solidity, footing, things that we ought to have been anchored in, truth we ought to have been anchored in, is still a struggle for us to accept. I'm not sure if I'm making sense, friends. The Bible says in verse 20, they could not endure but they endured in 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 the in you know in Egypt. See, they they they, they learned to endure the, the works of the flesh, the beatings, the pain, and that's human nature for you. After a while, you get used to the abuse. It becomes part and parcel of your life. In fact, if if you don't get to be abused, if somebody doesn't come and scrape you, amen, lie to you, and give you false prophecy. You think that you know you're 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 not you know you're not doing the right thing. You want to be lied to. You want somebody to give you false prophecy, give you false expectation. If you're not hearing all those things, then you feel like you're not. You what hey, was this Isaiah man saying? This is not what I want. Yes, I know. I know some of you will be battling these things. This is not what I want. They, they, they say no. We remember the cucumbers and the lettuce we used to eat and the cabbage and the carrots we used to eat in Egypt. What is this place in this wilderness that we are in? God is bringing you to his mountain where you have to go through the wilderness. But no, the Bible said they could not endure. I'm talking about, amen, a changing priesthood. The principle, amen, of embracing change is one of the most gruesome, you know, I, 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 you know, process in life. But if we can embrace change and accept change and go through that season of quietness, that season, amen, where we seem to be cut off, that season where we seem, amen, to be disconnected from, you know, what we call life out there, amen, and allow God, just like, amen, for 14 years, they took, you know, Saul through a process. 14 years, he was in the wilderness of Arabia. They were training, teaching him. No wonder the man came out, amen, and brought for us, amen, you know, one taught of the scripture. Wow, because when, when God takes you through that season of endurance and you go through, amen, a period in time where you seem to be locked in somewhere, all of the things that is of the flesh, all of the things that is of your past are dealt with. Don't be quick to want to jump out. 
Let God perfect the process. Let God perfect the work. There's so many things that Egypt has built in you. You think you're free, but there are things that Egypt has built in you. Then when you get to the point and place where you think, now I'm ready, then they start to control you like a robot. Then you wonder, how come, why? Yeah, because you've not allowed the Lord. You did not allow the Lord to deal with the things he needed to deal with. And that's why we can preach kingdom, talk kingdom, till we grow blue in the face and we don't experience that kingdom life. Many people have perfected the art of talking, preaching and teaching about issues of the kingdom, but their life, their character, their values is not expressing kingdom. This, this is not just about what we preach. That what we preach first must be preached to ourselves. We've got to preach. You've got to preach the truth first to yourself. Before you teach people amen, about what the kingdom of God is, that kingdom must become a reality to you first. That value must become amen, a, a true reality to you first. You have to learn through your home, your family. That is amen, your first call of ministry. Your first call of ministry is to see how you relate with people. Yes, within your environment, how you interact. That's where, amen, truly you are trained, you are built up because it's easy to get angry there. It's easy, amen, yes, to get frustrated. It's easy, yes, to get rejected. That's where you learn rejection. You learn how to overcome rejection through your family. You learn how to overcome pain through your family. You learn how to love. In your family, you are the most vulnerable person. It's easy to show a face. It's easy to show a front outside. It's easy, amen, to go out there and, and tell people, God wants you to be this. It's easy to preach to people. Hey, physician, heal thyself first. It's easy to go out there. When you go out there, there's an authority. There's a, there's a power to express. The, the Bible says, when they came back, Jesus sent his disciples two by two to go. They could not believe that even demons were subject to them. They said, whoa, this thing works. This, they were excited. It's easy to have a platform. It's easy to have your own YouTube channel, to have your own uh, Facebook channel. It's easy to start something out there, amen, and be preaching and be teaching. Yes, people are searching. People will like what you're talking about. Hey, but that truth, you've got to bring it home. Because when you come back home, you're going to realize that you are still, amen, going to deal with that face that you don't want to, amen, relate with. You're still going to deal with that husband, that woman, that wife of yours. You're still going to deal with that son of yours. You're still going to deal with the hatred, the pride. You're still going to deal with, yes, yes. We saw that even in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. His own brother did not believe in him. And these are all powerful principles. But he didn't react to them. He didn't hate them for that. God puts us in certain situations and conditions to develop endurance. The Bible said they could not endure. I'm talking about a changing priesthood. Our priesthood, amen, is not our physical regalia. There's nothing, amen, on the outside that defines our spiritual authority. What is on the inside is what defines our spiritual authority and our influence within society. That's how I live my own life because that's the way, amen, Jesus lived his life. You see, it's easy, it's, excuse me, it's difficult to wake up in the morning when nobody is there and begin to pray and seek the face of God and go deep in the things of God and cry out to God. That's most challenging. 
than somebody to say, oh, uh, Sister Kate, Sister, uh, Brother uh, brother Luke, is your turn to, to lead intercession today. Oh, you want to be at your best because it's all about a show. And we've got to move away from the show. You've got to move away from trying to impress people. Amen. Yes, to making impact. And impact comes from a realm of a relationship you have, amen, with God. You cannot make impact in the life of people, true impact, lasting impact, amen, without, without you having a connection, without you connecting, amen, with the life of God. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. The Bible says they could not endure. Endurance is a value system we have to build. By allowing God to put us in situations that we don't want. The Dira just said, endurance is a capacity, a value system we have to build on the inside of us. By allowing God to put us in a difficult, tight corner, in a situation that we don't want. How did I find myself in this situation? How did I find myself in this condition? God, what are you trying to teach me? That's the first thing that should come out of you. Not looking for a way, a way of escape. Like I always say, when we say we want to pray for breakthrough, prayer seeks first to change us before, amen, they give us a breakthrough. Because when they give us a breakthrough without changing us, guess what? Our bad attitude and character, amen, will hinder and frustrate even the breakthrough. That's why my son, when he's doing certain things and, and he wants certain things, I said, sorry, Zadok, you can't have it. No, Samuel, you can't have it. No, you know, you can't have it. Sorry, because I know where this thing is going to lead you to. That's my position as a father to guide you, to protect you. Yes, you may not understand that. You don't have to understand it, but I have to do what I need to do. Yes, to secure you first, because I know if you continue with this thing, if you continue to play with this thing, if you continue on this path, it's going to destroy you. It's going to cause you harm. So it's my duty to prevent it. Now the work culture we have today, they say, no, leave them. Let them do whatever, whatever, whatever they want to do. A child that is still growing, that doesn't understand, that can't see, amen, the front. You say, I must, no, sorry, I, I, I'm not going to respond to that. Are, are you, the Bible said they could not endure. They could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it should be stoned or shot with an arrow. Verse 21. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, even Moses said it. You see why the people are afraid? Because this tells us, amen, that this is the way Moses was presenting this order, this mountain to the people. You see, leadership is very, very important. The Bible says, look at, look at verse 21, if you're reading that scripture. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. It seemed as if to me that Moses really do not want the people to come to this order of life. That God said, bring the people to me. Moses himself said, this sight is so terrifying. So, <laughs> this is just my own, my own idea. I may be wrong. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with me saying that, all right? That Moses, because I mean, Moses, you've tasted the goodness of God. You were there. God, God sent to you. Go there and bring the people. Now he said, he, he was exceedingly afraid and, and and trembling. Verse twenty-two. Then, of course, this is where we are coming. This is the new day. This is the new order. They said, but you have not come to Mount Zion. He said, but now you have come to Mount Zion. That was Mount Sinai. 
that was the order of Mount Sinai but we needed Mount Sinai amen to know yes that God is a terrible God that God is a consuming fire that God amen is a ruler he's in charge he's in control he's the governor hallelujah among the nation we need to know the God of Sinai you cannot appreciate Zion if you don't understand Mount Sinai if you don't understand amen yeah, yeah, Mount Ararat if you don't understand yes Mount Gilbert if you don't understand yes all of the mountain Mount Oreb if you don't understand those mountains you come to Zion you won't even believe that you are in Zion you will not appreciate Zion because when you see Christ in Zion amen it looks ordinary so, is, this, is this all I've been struggling to come into How many, how many times the Lord has brought you into certain dimensions of glory and grace and you could not relate because what your expectation, amen, was dashed, your, was disappointed. What you are expecting, amen, is not what is manifesting before you. Because you are looking, amen, at the outside. You are looking at the vessel. You are looking at the, the clay. You are not seeing. You can't see what is inside. You look, you look at the cup from the outside and you judge what is on the inside. It's called prejudice. And we all inherited that prejudicial spirit from Egypt. One of the things that Egypt does, amen, is to use us against ourselves. Divide and rule. Egypt used it, yes. The world system are using it, yes. Apartheid use it. Racism is still using it. You look at people, you look at their skin color, you look at things on the outside and you conclude. And there's so many things we have to correct. When God brings you to Zion, you must have developed the maturity to see beyond the veneer. You must have developed the capacity to see beyond whatever is on the outside. It can be a house, amen, you know, dripping with gold or it can be a house of mud. That's why to us, amen, what's on the outside do not define how we interact. What's, what's on the outside tells us, amen, to look inside. Jesus said, what comes from the outside is not what defi de defies the man. It's what comes from within. Out of the abundance of the heart. The priesthood God is bringing us to. Zion is a dimension, amen, of a kingdom that is within us. Yet is a kingdom coming. Yes, a kingdom around us that is blind to many. I shared a post yesterday, just a line. How do you define what's your understanding about the kingdom? The kingdom is dynamic, the kingdom is within you, the kingdom is among you. Yeah, the kingdom is coming. Which one do you emphasize? Or have you come to understand that you must emphasize the entire? Because the, you know what you emphasize, amen. Yes, speaks to us about the truth that you know. We've got to come to the point where we don't just say, yes, the kingdom is within us alone. Yes, the kingdom is within us. But the kingdom is still coming. And the kingdom is among us. All this knowledge of the realities of the kingdom of God, amen, that Christ is seated in, must be, must be clear to us. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God.
to the heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable companies of messengers there's, there's deep activities of revelation in this order of the kingdom life angels there's, there's a speaking of God there's an ascending and a descending earlier upon this order you've come to the general assembly not an assembly of some clubs not the assembly amen of some you know few elites come on come on friends we're coming to the general assembly could this be amen a foretaste of the general assembly could, could what we're doing today be the foretaste of the general assembly i'm sharing with uh, i'm not sure if it was my wife or somebody yesterday that i mean we we are interacting with people from different part of the world here, here is you know a, a apostle you know uh, saying good morning from botswana he he, he lives amen, in, in namibia but it's in botswana all right and they have people from zimbabwe and we have people from nigeria we have people from america we have people from different part of the world amen and people are interacting and communicating within this order of a space it's called the general assembly and this is a fortress i believe amen of a greater general assembly that we're going to come into hallelujah in the millennial reign but before the millennial reign of christ guess what we are all rehearsing the church is rehearsing the dimension amen of kingdom life but this will not just be a general assembly where we get to hear the word of god alone and get excited and it's important but this is a general assembly where we get to understand the architecture amen of how god wants us to interact in this new day how god wants us to converge how god wants us hallelujah to bring our skill together hallelujah that the the, the idea of one man amen overshadowing all is no longer there yes i am just being used as a voice to prepare us that you have a voice as i have a voice amen that there's a gift and a skill that heaven has placed in you yes it's called the order of the listen what i'm teaching right now is what people leadership are teaching amen in harvard university but these are principles in the word of god that how we can build amen and transform our society and the nation is when we all begin to come together one should come with a sound one should come with the hymn one should come with the spiritual song one should come earlier with the skill to build one should come with the capacity amen yes to strategize one should come amen with the order of administration when we all come together like this jesus is building his church friends and the church of the lord amen is manifest and relevance amen relevant to amen yes politics the the church of the lord amen is being built and is relevant amen to the world of science to the world amen of medicine the church of the lord is being built and is relevant hallelujah to how we raise children amen to how we build 21st century amen family amen and and and, and parents and manhood and womanhood amen that we should be at the forefront amen of what is called the general assembly it's called the ecclesia it's called the church it's called amen a new day priesthood a top day church hallelujah that cannot be stopped that cannot be hindered this thing that i'm talking about is what people are teaching the professors are teaching i was listening to a lady a professor in harvard she's teaching this concept but of course they all use their you know their language i'm like but this is kingdom this woman is talking about here the principle of leadership 
It's called the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek, hallelujah, is not just a priest. Melchizedek is also a king, meaning there's authority, meaning there's government, meaning there is administration, meaning, amen, there's vision, there's objective, meaning there's an advancement, meaning there's an adversary. Because when you're a king and you have a kingdom, you have an adversary. Are you listening, friends? Don't desire to want to be a king and you don't want war. And you don't want enemies. There's nothing like that. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. Why? Because you are sent to represent the values of the kingdom of God. So we are not afraid, amen, of the, of the lies of the enemy. Are you listening to what I'm sharing with us this morning? What am I saying? Our idea and belief system regarding, amen, the priesthood has to change. The priesthood is effective. The priesthood must be effective in communication. The priesthood must be effective in representation. The priesthood must be effective, amen, in productivity. The priesthood must be effective, amen, in, in, in leadership thrust. The priesthood has to be there, hallelujah. When we lift our hands to God in worship and in honor and, ador and adoration, hallelujah, and we bless him and we offer to him the sacrifice due to his name, amen. In return, he blesses us and that blessing, amen, allow us to go into the earth hallelujah and reveal his glory hallelujah and that we do when we leave Mount Sinai we need Mount Sinai but we must come to Mount Zion because that's the place of divine convergence that's a place where the, perf the perfection of beauty hallelujah yes is manifest and I'm saying to you, amen, that the only way we can do this, amen, is when we begin to shift. And in our movement from Mount Sinai to Mount Zion, we are going to be vulnerable. So you need to watch my back and I need to watch your back. We need to encourage ourselves. We need to continue, yes, to meet, to assemble, to encourage, to pray for, yes, to strengthen each other because our eyes are set. On the promised land you need to support me as i support you you need to support what the kingdom represents as i support what the kingdom of god represents in your life you need hallelujah to bring certain order certain structure certain value into that which the spirit of god amen is emphasizing and it may not be me it can be somebody else but wherever we see the promotion of the kingdom of god amen we must be there to support it that's what I'm talking about. If we have a kindred spirit, I want to believe that many of the people following us, many of our sisters and few of our brothers following us, I want to believe that they have seen something on the inside of me. They've, they've touched something. They've felt something that I need what this man carries. I want to be part of that journey. And the day they feel they, they, that they have arrived where they are going, they are allowed, amen, to leave the bus while we continue why we continue but if you feel you believe that this what you're saying is relevant to my life is adding to me is adding value to me is building me up is encouraging me is strengthening me is correcting me is rebuking me hallelujah and i'm accepting it come on friends we will continue amen to to journey further and we will continue amen to recalibrate our capacity and vision so that when 2023 come we are better force we are stronger force we are breaking forth even if we don't see each other because this thing amen is done via the spirit this is not the work of the flesh 
This is not, this is not just a gathering. You see, we can gather anywhere. I can decide tomorrow, okay, I want to come to Botswana. I want to come to Namibia. I want us to have a program. That's good. And there's a reason for that. Amen. When we do that, because interaction and, 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 and affirming each other is important. But beyond that, we've got to understand that our journey is in the spirit. Why? Because I can feel your heart. You can feel my spirit. Amen. When you feel down, I can feel, amen, your condition. When you feel, amen, weak and tired, I can feel it. And that's where God's word comes to encourage you. Have you noticed that whenever the word of God comes, amen, it touches our heart. It touches, amen, our challenges. It touches, it corrects, amen, whatever situation you're going through. Because God, amen, speaks to us based on our journey, on our traveling. You don't need to say anything to me. The Lord would drop, amen, that impression in my sense. Hey, this is what you need to say that will encourage the people. This is, this, no, 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 don't go that. So, I, I prepare, but God leads me. Amen. And that's why the word must be relevant to you. If the word is no longer relevant to you, then you have no place to be on this platform. This is no longer a place for you. No, I will be the first to tell you, take your leave. In fact, this will be the nice time, amen, to begin to look for the next point, the next place you want to go to, amen, before you enter 2023. Maybe this is a word for somebody. Because you don't want to spend, amen, the, 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 the next, you know, a, a days or week or month of your life, amen, doing what God has not called you to do. You must know that this is what God has called you to do and you want to do it, amen. You want to be where God wants you to be. Don't, don't follow Isaiah because you feel, no, no, no. Maybe the time has elapsed. Maybe what, what you want from Isaiah, you've received it. Move on! So that other people can also enter. Don't be a shadow. Don't block. Don't hinder. But if you're part of what we're talking about, then I can assure you that this word, amen, will continue to align you, will continue to build you, will continue to empower you, will continue to grace you, will continue to strengthen you until all of the things that God desires for you, amen, comes forth. That's my prayer. That's my desire. Because that's why I'm here. That's why I'm sent. Or else I won't be doing what I'm doing. We're a voice. We're a prophetic voice. Amen. You have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem. You come to the heavenly Jerusalem while you're still on earth. <laughs> you mean there's a Jerusalem that is heavenly? There's a pattern of a life of a city that we should operate, we should be operating from. This heavenly Jerusalem is an expression, amen, of the kingdom life. Of the kingdom life. You've come into it. So I don't have to open my mouth to spell everything to you. We pick things via the spirit because we are living via, amen, this order of the heavenly Jerusalem. You know your place and your function. You, as a stone, as a living stone, you know your place and your function and you function in it. You carry out, amen, yes, your ministry activity. Nobody is trying to dwarf you or limit you or cover you. No, like I was sharing was yesterday. Yes, listen to this. Ministry begins before they are affirmed. We don't start ministry by affirmation. No, we start ministry. Ministry begins because there's a call upon your life. There's a passion. There's a desire. Hallelujah. You have been trained. You've been built. You have been trained. You have been built. Amen. You're moving towards your passion. If it's just to feed people, if it's just to assist people, if it's just to encourage, if it's just to be there for people, hallelujah, you're doing what you're doing. Not seeking man's glory, not seeking honor, not seeking anything, but doing what you need to do because that is what has been put in you. There's something God placed in you. 
There's a signature of God upon your life. There's something that, amen, you cannot but do. If you refuse to do it, you will feel like dying, amen. Yes, as you continue to do that thing, amen, a day will come. God will begin to minister to amen, his leaders and say, hey, see that man. They say, see a man diligent in his ways. Seeing a man diligent in his way, he will not, amen, sit among mere men. You will be recognized. You will be affirmed. How many times we, we're doing things and yet we believe because of the so-called success of what we're doing, yet we are not affirmed by apostolic grace. No wonder at a point we begin to nose dive again. It's important that we get to be affirmed, amen, by apostolic leadership. There's a reason why God gave leaders, why God placed leaders. I want to emphasize this again. There is still structure and leadership in the body of Christ. Even though, hallelujah, we are prayed, amen, in a faceless season, but there are structures, there are order. We have come to an heavenly Jerusalem. If you live in an heavenly Jerusalem while you're still in the earth, it means that you can't see that thing. Because nobody with a natural eye sees, amen, the patterns of heaven. No. The heavenly things, amen, can only be seen and can only be interacted to via the Spirit. So I'm saying even when you are doing things that you believe you're called to do, but you are not under, amen, authority and you are not allowing somebody, amen, to speak into what you're doing. Guess what? You are going to shipwreck because this thing can no longer just be, can no longer function by gift alone. You've got to understand, amen, that there are corporate order of life and grace, amen, that God has put within the church, like I said, to protect. Just as I was giving an example of my son, amen, you're watching him, yes, to guard him, to protect him, but you give him the freedom. That's why some of you, I don't call you. I don't like, oh no, I want you to do what you need to do, amen. But if if if, if I feel like, hey, hey, hey I, I, this person, no, 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 then, then I speak. So if, 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 uh, Elder Isaiah is not calling you or is not talking to you. No, it's just because I'm giving you freedom. Sometimes we need, we need to give people, people freedom to make their own mistake so that they can realize. Yes, it's important that we understand this because listen, we operate ministry, amen, with, with the understanding, amen, yes, with the foresight, amen, of the mistake of the past. So we are trying by God's grace to build the environment that will allow people, amen, in this end time, amen, to step into the grace of God. Many people that God called in the past, God wanted to use them. They were shadowed down. They were blocked. They were hindered. They were, they were locked in the cage of some church. They, they were never given the ability to function and come into amen, the full reality of God's purpose for their life. Some of them were taken from what God called them and placed in another place that God has not assigned them. And they were immediately being told that that is what you need to do. That's a lie. Pharaoh let my people go. God is still speaking to us. As God is allowing us to move and walk in freedom, we also need to, amen, be conversant, amen, of the leadership that God is giving to us. The leadership may be very soft. The leadership, amen, may be very, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, pliable and, and flexible. It doesn't mean that we should take advantage or you know, take advantage of, of, of that leadership. We should understand what the Spirit of the Lord is doing in this season. So, why you why you are giving freedom? still seek amen to bring yourself under leadership to 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 seek guidance to seek instruction from those who have gone ahead of you don't make shipwreck anchor yourself amen yes on the revelation of truth let christ be your guide we're talking about the priesthood of a new day you see what i'm doing we are redesigning amen the 
pattern of the, the, the end time church, amen, the last day church. Listen, the church and the kingdom are not the same. The kingdom of God, amen, yes, moves through the agency of the church, of the ecclesia. And therefore, we have to understand what church is and what church means. Our idea of a forward structure, amen, is a cake. It's no longer what God is doing. But God still have men who are part of his church, amen. God built a church without building a wall. God built a church. Jesus still said, I will build my church, but he never built a structure, amen. And he never called us to fit into a structure, but we have a structure. Because every organism, amen, function through a structure. Or else you'll be dead by now. You're a living organism, but your organism functions through a structure. If you don't recognize authority, guess what? You will never submit to one. If you don't recognize the importance, the power of authority, you will not submit to one. If you don't recognize the purpose of a father, amen, yes, you, you, you will not have a need for one. Even though you're making shipwreck, you're falling, you're, everything is collapsing around because you were raised, amen, in a condition, amen, that lacks the, the influence, the, the, the position, the authority, the presence of a father. You don't see the reason why to submit. You don't see the reason why to respect. You don't see the reason why. Amen. One, 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 some, somebody was following us, one of the ladies following us, you know, some time back. And I need to say this because people need to understand that we are very structured in what we're doing. And this person basically was, you know, almost like looking at me and bringing me down to our own level as if we're mates. And I, I tried to correct this person and she did not. So I unfriend her. Apparently she was a friend to another friend. So the friend called me and said, this is what is going on here. So, okay. I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I will open my, you know, my, you know, I, I, I will, you know, befriend her again. So I gave her the opportunity to, to reconnect to me. So she refused to reconnect. Guess what? I deleted her. We have to understand the nature of the days that we live in. I have to unfriend her because, listen, you cannot say because we live in a day where everybody can do what they want to do and you take advantage and fact and you abuse authority i'm not gonna allow that because that is antichrist that is not the voice of god that is not the will of god amen in the things of god we we mutually respect each other but when we see authority hallelujah we respect them that's the scripture the fact that people have abused that and misused that i will never do that because i live my life via the pattern of christ we have to we have to learn, amen, to, to sing the song of the bow. We have to learn to follow order, pattern, structure. If we're talking about, amen, the priesthood. The priesthood is an is a order of a life, amen, that exhibit, that, that exercise, amen, the administrations of Christ upon the earth. I'm not a weak leader. And I don't expect you to be one. And you should not be a weak follower. You should not be a weak follower. We should understand the nature of the day because one of the things that the devil is doing out there right now is weakening leadership. The devil is weakening leadership. Is 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 beating down. You know, is deading down. Amen. Yes, is dumbing down leadership. There must be leadership in your home. There must be leadership in your family. There must be leadership in your business. If you're doing amen, business with, you know, colleague, friends that you know, you're going to partnership with, you know, with, 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 with somebody that's your friend. Set the rules. Who is the one leading? Who is the one, amen, they're supposed to be doing X, Y, Z. There has to be order. If you don't talk things out, if you don't put things out, straighten things out, listen, things will collapse. 
Not because there's no resource, not because there's no creativity, but because there's no leadership. The Melchizedek order, amen, has leadership, is a priesthood, amen, with, with kingship authority. With kingship authority. Even though how we operate this priesthood, amen, is borderless, that does not mean that there is no structure. We have to acknowledge and respect, amen, what God, if God brings people into your life, acknowledge, respect them. If God, brought, if God brings a leader into your life, amen, respect that person. Doesn't, doesn't have to be me. Whoever that person is, you've got to respect. You see, respect is something you do deliberately. It doesn't come natural. The fact that you call somebody sad does not mean you respect the person. The fact that you call somebody mad does not mean you respect the person. Respect, amen, is a value you have developed. Because, amen, you acknowledge the grace of God. You acknowledge the wisdom. You acknowledge the knowledge. You acknowledge the experience they carry. And that's how you get from people. You never get from what you do not respect. You never get, amen, from what you do not respect. You never get anything from what you do not respect. Jesus taught us how to honor, how to respect. And that is very, very, amen, entrenched in the principle of kingdom in this end of days because listen to this there are certain humans that are agents of the administration of God's kingdom on earth you like it or not I didn't write the scripture God wrote the scripture God said the scripture for us Amen. there are certain humans that are agents of the administration of the kingdom of God on earth I came to where I am today because, amen, God led me into the life of certain people who taught me, who, who prepared me, amen, yes, who built me up. When I was to, amen, yes, to enter into the prophetic, well, I've already, I was already functioning in the prophetic, amen, God, God spoke to me about somebody that I needed, amen, to connect to, that he has spoken to. That will, yes, ordain me. I've already, I was already functioning. I was already in ministry for years. I mean, many people, some of the people following us, you know, from Nigeria, they know. I was already, you know, practicing. I was already in ministry. God said, this man is going to come from United Kingdom. He's going to ordain you into the prophetic ministry. I was already functioning in the, in the prophetic. But God knew, amen, that there is a principle in his word that is called the laying on of hands, the recognition of grace. So don't take things for granted. Don't live your life and say, well, I'm on my own. I can do whatever I want to do. I can. No, 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 no. Yes, you can do whatever you want to do. But guess what? You'll be limited and the journey will be further. But when you acknowledge grace, leadership, amen. I'm not talking about people who abuse. I'm talking about people who, who, who you can see humility, you can see honor. Don't, you don't want to take advantage of them. You want to respect them because they carry something that can accelerate you. One minute chat with them, you know, five minute chat with them, you know, one hour chat with them if they have such, you know, time. Which sometimes I do give some of our members. But not everyone that I give, I can't give everybody, you know, one hour, one hour of my time chatting, you know. Try, no, no. But the ones that I know, yes, are serious. Who really want to journey with God. When they call me, yes, I pick my phone. But there are certain people when they call me, I don't want to pick my phone because I know they just want to waste my time. And I don't have, amen, the luxury of time to waste. What am I saying? I'm saying we have to wake up. 
I'm giving, amen, our, our followers, our members, whoever connecting to us, I'm giving us, amen, the opportunity before the end of the year once again to read, look into your space, into your life. Do you want to go on with this order, with this truth you are hearing? Or are you done? If you're done, let me know. Then we can, you know, just part, you know, in peace. I don't want to hear, oh, you've left. I'm not, no, no. Let, tell me. I'm not one of those that were like, no, no, you can't leave. You can't go. No, you, you came freely. Freely you must go. Hallelujah. Yes, that's a principle because we have to understand that where the Lord is taking us to, the vision of the Spirit in this end of days, hallelujah, has to be clearer to us because we all have a role to play. We all have a part to play. We all have, amen, yes, something to carry to advance the cause of the kingdom of God. The nations are waiting for us, but we can't play games. We can't play games with the things of the Spirit. And these things that I'm sharing it's not, it should not be limited to just this platform. It should, be li- it should be connected to every kingdom platform out there. You know, one thing I know about myself, God used me to speak on behalf of other leaders. Oh yeah. When you start saying things like this, you, you begin to see the followers, they start dropping. Oh, People don't want to hear the truth. People who have itching ears. They don't want to hear the truth. When you talk about the truth, oh, people get uncomfortable. If the truth makes you uncomfortable, it means there's something within you, amen, that is not aligning yet. And the enemy likes that. And he will continue to protect that thing. The moment you, ah, that's a soft spot. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. No, we touch it. We touch it. Because freedom, Jesus came to give us freedom. He came to give us liberation. Liberation from our old mindset. Liberation, amen, from Pharaoh. Liberation, amen, from the spirit of the age. Liberation from, amen, our carnal, selfish agenda. He came to set us free. And he whom the Son set free is free indeed. But you can't be free without the truth. It's the truth that sets us free. Of course, the truth you have come to know. You know what that means? You have to embrace it. You have to press into it. To know things means, amen, you become married to the... <laughs> and Adam knew his wife. That's where the place of the place of true knowledge is the most vulnerable area of your life. When you allow truth to know you, you become vulnerable. That's why most time when people get to know you now listen to what i'm about to say when people get to know you you expose yourself for people to know all right and they begin to take advantage of that knowledge listen to this then that truth or knowledge turns to hatred and that's where people start separating in fact not just separating they severe themselves jesus brought his disciple to know him and many of them you know basically took advantage and he, he, he rebuked them he corrected them of course in love never take advantage of what you know that's why listen to this that's why love must precede love must precede truth you know what that means when love precedes love is not a feeling it's the nature of God when love precedes truth, truth can then have amen, a, a place to anchor, to sit on. Yes. A lot of people who love, will love the truth, but don't love the love. Or rather, excuse me, they love love, but they don't love the truth. Ah, 
because the idea of love amen is contrary to what God says in his word wherever you find God's love you find the truth wherever you find truth you find the love of God and this truth is what brings us into knowledge into knowledge knowledge is the ability to know amen how God wants us to live life how God wants us to interact how God wants us to relate how God wants us to communicate how God wants us amen to interact with people with places yes love must, must guide us truth must lead us you've come to Mount Zion that's a whole different order of life. That's a whole different order I mean, of expression. That's a whole different concept of thinking. You've come to Mount Zion. How you know people, relate with people on Mount Sinai is totally different amen, from uh, the order of Zion. When you come to Zion, amen, you live via the priesthood of Christ, which is manifested through Melchizedek order. A priesthood that is not limited or bound to the natural realm. The Melchizedek priesthood is the most spiritual value standard of communicating with God and relating or interacting with the things of the kingdom. It's a priesthood, amen, of divine authority and power, yet is a priesthood that have a standing before the Father. Because if there is a priesthood, then there's a God that you're communicating with, that you're relating with, that you're interacting with, that you are that you're acknowledging Amen. And you have to acknowledge him in the life of the people that he has chosen to represent, amen, his values on earth. That's what leadership is. In fact, that is what spiritual leadership is all about. Acknowledging the grace, the values of God in the life of his agents. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. This is the order of the new day, friends. Yes, we raise the standard. We keep raising the standard. You never allow, amen, yes, what you know in the past to set, to set a status quo that you cannot move above. No, you always want to press, break forth into the next level. Yes, and those who have, amen, the grace will come there. Hallelujah. The way you relate with David in cave Adullam is different from the way you're going to relate with him. Amen. When you come to uh, 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 Ziglag. Hallelujah. The way you relate and interact with the leadership of David in Ziglag is totally different to how you're going to see or relate with David in Hebron. Adulam is a cave and is a good place to start. Particularly where you are when you are running from the tyrannical rulership, amen, of, of Saul. David kept his, his parents, his, his, his family in cave Adullam. People who seemed vulnerable, he kept them there, he loved them. He kept them, he hid them in Adullam. But you don't keep people forever in Adullam. You've got to give them the, the opportunity, amen, to come with you to Ziglag. Ziglag is a different dimension, amen, of a mountainous realm where you fight. Where, amen, faithful people, committed people, amen, fight with you. They fight with you. They are, they are there. They are abiding. And this is not just about, you know, uh, 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 you, uh, you know you, a follower relating to a leader. It's also about two relationships. 
You've got to test, amen, all relationship. Relationship will start from Kevadulam. It will move to Ziggler from Ziggler. It must be heading towards Hebron. That's why we say in marriage, amen, you have to have an objective, a goal, where you're going. Where is the Lord leading that relationship, that marriage, that business? Where is it going? If you cannot define, amen, projection, then you have no journey. If a church, amen, a pastor is pastoring the people and you cannot define, amen, the vision. The vision is not uh, next year conference. The vision is not next year uh, uh, seminar. That's not the vision. Those are part of your programs. The vision is how you are building the people to enter, to attain God's fullness. Oh my word. Oh my word. You have to define that. When you move from Cave Adulam, you know, a lot of people like Cave Adulam. That's when the pastor must call you three times a day. How, sister, how are you doing? How all is well, fire? Have you eaten? No, let me pray God for provide bread for you. Or let me come. We like cave. We like cave. We live. We 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 love the life within the cave. Adulam is a place of protection. But after Adulam, you must train people to come out of Adulam. Hallelujah! And say, David will go with you to Ziglag. Why? Because David is going to take a place called Jerusalem. David is going to build a man his first city in in a in a place that is controlled, taken over by hidden. Hallelujah. David is going to the highest Mount Zion. Oh, you think Mount Zion is just a place where you come to? Hallelujah. We've come to Mount Zion. Go ask David how he took Zion. How David transformed Zion to the place of perfected beauty. Mount Zion was once, hallelujah, a hidden amen, nation. Was once a place occupied by hidden. Jerusalem was once occupied, amen, by, by idol worshippers. David took it. It takes leadership to take Zion. Mount Zion did not fall from heaven. Mount Zion earlier was captured, taken by a man called David because he had the heart of God. He had the heart for leadership. He knew what truth is. And guess what? We have, we have a strategy to take Zion. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've done it before. We will do it again. We just need people who can follow us from Ziglag, who can leave. Yes, there are certain people who are, we have to leave behind in, in Cave Adulam because they have become old. They can't fight, but we need them. They are still part of our community. We need them to keep dreaming dreams for us. We will support them. We will encourage them. But we need the young men and women. Hallelujah. Upon your, your young men and women, I will pour out my spirit and they will see vision. It's not enough to see vision. It means you have also mobility to make it a reality. Old men, from what they see, can help us, can give us direction, can give us instruction. And we need old people in our lives. May you never get to a point in your life, amen, where you discard and disdain, amen, old age. Oh, they're full of experience, they sleep. And they have, they have dreams. Dreams is the reality of what is going to happen. Vision will give you strategy to take that which you have seen. Caleb was a man, hallelujah, who had vision. Even though he was old, but he had capacity. He said, 40 years ago, I saw the vision of this mountain being taken. 
40 years later, I said, my eyes have not grown dim. My strength has not waxed old. I'm still strong. Give me this mountain. That's what we want to be. That we will not allow, amen, longevity of time and delay, amen, to shut our vision like Eli. That's why we're not of the order of Eli. Friends, the priesthood has changed. Daily, it renews my strength. Daily, it renews my vision. Daily, it renews my capacity. I can still take the mountain of this nation. I can still take the mountain, yes, of the Sadiq. I can still take the mountain of the nations of the world. The nations are coming, friends. Our vision is not dead. We thank God for fathers who can see who can have dreams but we are awakening a generation you see to have vision it means amen to have a sense of calling to have a sense of mandate to have a sense of an assignment to have a sense of grace to have a capacity amen for mobility that you are not sterile amen that you are not bound that you are not weak amen that you are not in prison you can't be in prison and have vision amen and if you have vision and you're in prison one day an angel is going to come i feel like standing but i don't understand one day an angel is going to come hallelujah and bust for that 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 bars of iron to be opened the bible says and the door opened on his own account why because peter was a man of vision i will build my church upon that which you have seen and the gates of hades will not stop it God sent his angel. The Bible says, the chain fell off his hand. The door of the prison opened on his own account. Peter still thought he was dreaming. No, that was vision speaking. The vision would not lie. Though it tarries, they say, wait for it. Wait is, waiting is the virtue. I will wait for the Lord. He that will come will come. The reason why you no longer want to wait is because you are losing the image of the vision. When the vision begins to get blurry, when you allow all kinds of things to begin to hit your mind, you begin to lose the, the picture, the image of the vision. That's when you want to go to Tarsus. When God has sent you to Nineveh. You're looking for alternative. Now you want to help God. You become like Abraham. Now you want to listen to your wife. <laughs> After all, she's the most closest person to you. <laughs> Come on. That's what happened to Adam in the garden. Your wife is the most closest person to you. Sometimes the devil can come through the most closest people to you. I want to talk you out. You know why? Because they are not the one giving the vision. Oh, Jesus. That's why the devil is trying to destroy men. Because men, hallelujah, are the ones that God gives vision. Women are supposed to support the vision. That doesn't mean that they don't have a leadership spirit. It just means that in the order and in the wisdom of God, man, amen, is given vision for whatever objective God wants to see manifest in the earth. There's something about the construct of a man. God gives him vision. The devil comes. He used the woman. Just like he used the woman in the garden, he used the wife, hallelujah, yes, of Abraham. And he knows that the man will listen. After all, she's, she's my wife. Is somebody listening? 
this is not i'm not com comparing and contrasting i'm just telling you there is something about the man there's something about the woman when you have a true man in your life who is vision driven you see i'm a man that i'm i'm vision driven i'm vision driven my my vision regulates every area of my life vision regulates my life you see everything that i do is regulated i'm guided to till the shirt that i wear everything about my life is regulated by vision 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 is wow something is driving me when i'm no longer driven by vision it's like i want to i want i want to lose my mind Don't marry a man for his money. Don't marry a man because he's got a posh house. He can lose that house tomorrow. Amen. Marry a man of vision. The first thing you must understand, you connect with a man you want to marry. What's your vision? And see if that vision tarries, amen, with the strength God has given to you to support. If the two are not speaking, just say bye. I like you. I like you. But... We are not designed for together. You can know. There's something about... He said, how do I know a man of vision? The thing eats him up. Jeremiah says, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. It, 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 it keeps him awake. Everything he, he does, everywhere he goes, that vision propels him. See how the devil came in the garden? To snatch the vision away from Adam he tried to do that with Jesus he said how did he do that with Jesus <laughs> how how did he no he used the mother of Jesus he tried to use the mother of Jesus they, they've run out of wine she said because they told they told her we no longer why can't they go straight to Jesus because they knew Jesus was going to resist was going to rebuke them but they came through the mother. They say, how? Ah. You see, there's something about the woman that's very powerful and subtle. And women, you need to know that power. And use it for the advancement of the kingdom. Because God placed that gift in you. The, the ability to persuade. The ability to persuade. I thought I was done. <laughs> They no longer have wine. Jesus said, woman. He didn't even say mother. He said, woman. What have I got to do with this? You know my time has not come. Why do you want me to break the protocol of the spirit? You know my time has not come. This is Jesus talking to his mother. Because the enemy knows the easiest way to get to the man, to get to the man of vision is through the wife, through the woman. That's why you've got to guard your wife. You've got to pray. You've got to pray. You've got to help. You've got, you've got to help them to understand God's intention. And listen, woman, if you think because of your strength, you want to compete with a man, you will live on your own. You will marry yourself. Because every man is looking for a woman that can support his vision. You know why? Because that's why the woman was designed. If you want to know who you are, in a day where women don't know who they are again, let me tell you who you are. You are called to support. You are, you are, you are designed to be and help meet. To help meet something. <laughs> Sex is not everything that the man wants. 
know those things. The man is not all about pleasure. The man enjoys pleasure after, amen. He feels a sense of fulfillment. He's done something for the day. But if you think you can use your body to cajole the man, he may marry you, but one day he sees another woman that is driven. He will leave you. He will go for the one that is driven, that supports, that encourages. We have to know these things. It's still part of the changing priesthood. You see, the priesthood deals with every area of our life. The priesthood is not limited. This order of priesthood we're talking about is not limited to the wall of a church. In fact, I'm not talking about the wall of a church. I'm talking about the order of life. The structure of existence. That's what I'm talking about. As it is here in South Africa, so it is in America, so it is in Asia, so it is, hallelujah, because it's one God that we're dealing with, one objective, one redemptive mandate and vision. Come on. Are, are you hearing? You have to understand this thing. You have to understand these things. These things. The Bible says Mary kept these things in the heart. You have to hit this thing in your heart. This is what will sustain us when the lies come, when the deception comes. You will keep standing. Don't let no one fool you. Don't let no one deceive you. That's why, amen, all of the sisters following me, I'm, I'm impregnating you, amen, with the vision of heaven. I'm impregnating you, hallelujah, with the seed of truth. You know, the things you need to repent over, you repent. The things you need to correct, you correct. You realign yourself. You reinvent yourself. You bring yourself back to the divine order of how God designed your life. So that when that man sees you, he keeps chasing you. And you keep asking, tell me your vision. Show me where you're going. What is the call of God upon your life? Don't make me waste my time. All that I've learned from Isaiah Phillips, I don't want to waste it just ending up with one crazy man because he has money, because he has some influence and power. Tell me where you're coming from. In fact, tell me how you were born. Show, tell me the story of your life, how you grew up. Tell me how you encounter God. Tell me. Tell me how you were shipped. Tell me about your mother. Tell me about your father. Because all of these things are part of the makeup of the man. Tell me your vulnerability. Your vulnerability. Tell me how you were dropped. Tell me how you got healed. How you got healed from that wound. Tell me how you were restored. Back. Tell me how God called you. Tell me how you grew up as a believer. Those are the things you do in your courtship. Not having sex. Not carousing and kissing. No, no, no. You, you, you get to know the person. That person gets to know you. And then from there you decide. Before you say, yes, I do. Then you decide. God is speaking to somebody. Before you go make that crazy decision. Say, oh, well, December is coming. And this man has proposed to me. Let me. No. You dare not make that mistake. See his heart. Let him open his heart to you. You will know. Because the, the Holy Spirit in you will be a witness. I'm a prophet. I'm speaking as one. You can't blame me from the from from the, from the way the Lord is. Can you see all the various emphases, 
almost about four or five emphasis we have dealt with in just this few hour, few uh, uh, an hour plus that we've been talking. It's left for you to to pick the one that suits you, that that fits into your shoe. Where the where the where the shoe that fits. I'm just a voice. I thought I was done. I was about rounding up, and then the Lord began to emphasize on this aspect again because somebody needed to hear this today. Are you seeing something, friends? You see, my own life is an open book. My life is an example. I mean, I use my life. My life is not perfect. But I use, amen, the way God speaks to me and deal with me. Yes, to speak. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to, to use my home, to use my family. Yes. Challenges that I've been through. All kinds of challenges that could have ended my life, you know, in the wrong place. But because... I, I asked the Lord to grant me grace to endure. The Bible said, they that endures to the end. Listen to this. Even when you marry the right man, that does not mean that everything is just going to go smooth. No, the vision is what will keep, amen, yes, you together in turbulent time, in troubled time, in challenging time, because they will come. Don't say, oh, but, but I heard from God. Yes, so why am I going through this thing? No. Challenges will come. The Bible says, for the word's sake, for the vision's sake, yes, the enemy came. So the fact that your, your marriage or your, your relationship is going through God knows what, does not mean that you didn't hear from God or you are not, uh, <laughs> it just means that amen, what you have heard, what you know is what gives you a standing and that's what I'm talking about. So that amen, uh, uh, at the first challenge, at the first backing, at the first attack of the enemy, you don't pack your things and say, well, I'm in the wrong relationship. I'm going, no, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Because you know you've heard, you've, you've heard something, you stay there. You know how many times I would have run away, both from my marriage and from this ministry. But because I've heard from God. Okay, all right. What you have heard, what you have seen sustains you. That's why we say you've got to move away from Adulam Christianity to Ziglag. Ziglag is a place where you interact, you engage with the vision, you engage with the with the set man, with the with the leadership. David is going somewhere. His eyes, hallelujah, is on Hebron. Hebron is a place where he's going to establish, hallelujah. Yes, the city of God, the city of David. Hebron is where he is going to begin to define a nation as the people of God. David was the father of Israel. But he was not the one who began Israel. But he was the one God used to begin to establish Israel as a, as a power to be reckoned with. As a military might. It takes a vision. And what did David? What did the Bible say about David? He led the people with a skillful hand and a heart of integrity 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 makes you vulnerable you know what I tell my children you never lie to me even if you know I'm going to get angry because when you begin to lie to me then I cannot defend you outside because I won't be sure if indeed you did it or, or you did not so tell me the way it is you do something wrong you must let me know even if I'm going to you know, get angry and scold you for it tell me I did it you're building something in them that one day, if something goes wrong, they can stand up as leader and say, yes, I'm sorry I did it. It's, it's my fault. I'm ready to take you know, accountability, to take responsibility for this. I'm sorry. Not, 
not not the country is going crazy everything is falling apart you're still playing playing you know blame game you're still pointing nobody wants to own up it's because of how we train how we raise up our children how we raise amen yes our community our society we have to be people amen who acknowledges our flaws our mistake i did it i'm sorry i didn't intend to than to lie to lie is an expression of weakness is an expression of amen of insecurity it tells me that you're damaged on the inside that you're afraid of people no don't be afraid of anyone hallelujah when you when you raise people children like that they can walk out of a, a place that they know is is dangerous they can say sorry I, I'm not. they're not influenced by how their friend will feel no so sorry i'm not supposed to be here sorry I'm going. Bye. No, but but, but ah, the day is still young. It's just 12 midnight. Let's party on. Sorry. No, no, no. I don't do this. We don't do this in my in my home. By 11, I'm supposed to be home. Even if I'm not doing anything, I can read my book. I can watch a program, you know? I'm supposed <laughs> Sorry. Bye. I'll see you guys tomorrow. You you leave. That, that, is, that is leadership. The world is in need of people who can lead. While the world is trying to destroy leaders that's how we came to this point the world is trying to destroy manhood no look for a man look for somebody who's got amen competence capacity integrity truth this is who i am before i got married to my wife i told her who i am this is who i am no pretense this is who i am decide so when we were having issue i kept referring her back to you know what I told her this is who I am because every marriage has got issues it's just that people like to hide their own but you go through issues and you come out amen better strong powerful amen yes better understanding because listen have you ever thought of this two strange people come together even if they say God bind them together have vision bind them together but both of you are still two strange human beings two strange people People walk into a church. You've got strangers walk into a church amen, under the leadership of one man and you think you know everybody. You think you understand everybody. That's the, that's the greatest lie anybody can tell us. Even in families, even among twins, there's still two strange people because your DNAs are different. Even if your values, amen, seem to agree your dna yeah it's the most powerful thing to bring two people to come to agreement can two work together except they be in agreement do you consider what it means to come into an agreement with somebody else and you think you're not going to be vulnerable and you think you're not going to feel defeated and you and you, you you think you're going you're not going to feel as if somebody wants to ride you that's why it takes people who have come to the end of themselves to marry successfully and why are you even marry you daily you must carry the cross and be following jesus oh hallelujah <laughs> jesus thank you father what a way what a truth you shall know the truth truth to set you free. Friends, we've been dealing with the concept of the kingdom life. The 
kingdom, the kingdom life in relating to priesthood. That's what I've been dealing with. The priesthood has changed. That's what we've been dealing with. And we're asking the kingdom of God to come into our midst, into our lives, into our faculty. We want to come to rest. We want to come to rest. Hallelujah. We want to come to rest. Listen to these scriptures as I go. Now when he was asked by the Pharisee, when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come via observation. It does not come through observation. Nor will they say, see here or see there. Indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Friends, that which is within one day will be made manifest. That's the order of life. That's the principle of life. Whatever is within will one day find its way out. If you embrace these values, this truth, this principle, in no time your life will become a true reflection of the Melchizedek order of life. In your workplace, you will manifest the kingdom life. Among your family, friends, colleagues, in your community, people will see the kingdom of God flowing out of you, walking through you. Things will be happening around you without even you struggling. But the kingdom of God is working. Why? Because it's already formed and fashioned in you. Press down. Our Bible says, press down, shaking together, running over. Yes. The order of the running over is the place where the kingdom becomes manifest because everybody can see. Like I said, don't judge things by the outside. Don't judge, don't judge, don't judge, don't judge the message by the outside. Hallelujah. Don't judge me by the outside. Don't judge people by the outside. Look within if you can see. And if you can't see within, ask the Lord to open your eyes of understanding. Lord, we thank you. Oh, hallelujah. What a, what a word this morning. What a refreshing truth. As we continue to look towards the end of the year. As we continue to wrap up, yes, our journey for 2022. Thank you, Father, for your truth. Thank you for the way that you have spoken. Thank you for the way you have indeed impressed your truth upon our hearts. Yes, we, we, we appreciate this word. We are grateful. We are thankful. Lord, we, we lift our hands and we say thank you. Thank you for your comings. Thank you, Father, for the position of moving, moving from Adulam. We get to be ready and be prepared. But we move from Adulak to Ziglag. And from Ziglag, we hit Hebron. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Thank you for my brothers and my sister, every one of them particularly those who follow us through our audio platform people who have continued to strengthen me to come again and again and do this thing and, and hear from God and bring a fresh word thank you father for everyone's life out there 
Thank you for those who have supported us through the year, oh God. I bless you for everyone's life. Thank you for their life. Thank you for grace. Thank you, Father, for your favor. Thank you, Father, for enriching their lives. We honor you. We appreciate you. May your kingdom continue to be made manifest in us and through us. Thank you, Father, for this platform called the Potter's Gate. May truth never die. May your truth never die here. May we not draw back to the old. But may we allow that which you built in us in, in time past to lay for us a foundation as we move higher to the next level. We pray corporately, may your kingdom come. May your will be done. Thank you for the things you've said. So many things you've said this morning. That's why I have to go back and listen to them again. So many emphases on in the administration of what the kingdom of God is. In the administration of what the kingdom of God represents. As we look to the order of the new priesthood in Christ Jesus. Pattern after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek is an order. And we have to know that order. And apply it as it relates to the life in Christ. Because Melchizedek is just a dimension of a life in Christ. We thank you, Father. Amen and amen. Thank you so very much, everyone, this morning for joining. Really appreciate your connection. We almost did two hours this morning. We thank God for his love. Thank you, Sister Nkumisa, Sister Priscilla, Sister Tina. Thank you so very much. Uh, um, Brother Shafiki, thank you. Thank you so very much. Everyone out there joining us, we appreciate. And of course, uh, um, Apostle Abraham, thank you so much, sir, once again for joining us. Thank you for saying hello from Botswana. We, we appreciate what God amen, is doing in, in your life, in your ministry. Uh, they just, you know, Apostle Will, they just celebrated that 30th uh, um, anniversary in, uh, I think is a ministry. Yes, that, that's awesome. That is awesome. We want to thank God for your life. This man has been a great help and a great support to our work here. And we just want to acknowledge you. Thank you so very much, uh, uh, Bishop. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, this is an example of grace that God can bring into your space just to continue to say, keep doing what you're doing. We, we, we affirm it. I mean, I am so grateful. This, this is a great elder in the body of Christ and in the work of God. And uh, this man has always been a support to, to, you know, to what we're doing. And I'm so, so grateful to you, sir. Thank you. You encourage me to continue to speak the word of God with fire. Yes, with, 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 the, with the capacity that God has given. I, 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 I'm, I'm so grateful. And I believe that our relationship in 2023 will even be stronger. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so very much, everyone. Really, really appreciate what God is doing at your end. May God continue to build us and may his kingdom be built through us. We'll see you again, hopefully, 
maybe by the end of the day, I don't know, you know, sometimes the Spirit of God can just tell me to come back again and speak the Word of God. Thank you, Sister Tina. Really appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you so very much. May the Lord continue to perfect His counsel in your life. Amen. Love you all, guys. Truly, when I mean I love you guys, I love you all. Amen. I really appreciate your 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 presence and your you know your your position in what the Spirit of God, Amen, is doing in this season. May you continue to prosper wherever you are in the name of Jesus. May God continue to enrich every one of you. May He continue to cause His good face, Amen, to shine upon you. May he give you rest. May he give you vision and direction. May He recalibrate that which he has imparted in your life. May you never be tired. Even when you feel tired, amen, just refire. Just allow, amen, his love once again to rekindle your heart, amen. Never give up. Never take, amen. Yes, uh, no for an answer. Continue to stand on what God says. He says, if the vision tarries, wait for it. But don't settle for second, second best. Don't se settle for second chance. Wait for it. Waiting is a virtue. Learn to wait. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will walk and not faint. They will run and not be weary. May you not be weary in this new day. May you continue to anticipate 2023 with a new sense of grace. May God continue to empower every one of us. May he continue to refresh us. May he continue to lead us. And for those that will be moving on to something new, something fresh, maybe outside of our platform, I pray the Lord will continue to sustain you and enrich you and grace you. And if God has called you to continue to support and be part of this journey, please let's continue to hear and respond and adjust to what the Lord is doing. God bless you all. I'll see you again. Enjoy the rest of your day. Love you all. Bye-bye.